Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Julie R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, June 2nd, the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 50, starting with the first paragraph. Instead, we looked at the human defects, reading through three paragraphs that end with let's look at the record. Comments will be on all. Today's readers are Terry A.H., Kathy Joe P., Stephanie L. The share ID for Thursday, June 1st, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 9997. For the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 10003. OA preamble. That was the 10 a.m. meeting this morning. Sorry. Nope, I messed up. That was yesterday. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Andy F. to read the 12 steps. Andy, um, star one to unmute. Sorry, I didn't know it muted me. Can I, be, can I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay, good morning. This is Andy, uh, anorexic bulimic compulsive eater in Portland, Oregon, and the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God... Um, Hello? We can't hear you, Andy. Julie, I can pick that up. Okay, thank you, Melanie. Humbly asked him to remove all our shortcomings, made a list of all persons we had harmed, became willing to make amends to them all. That's number eight. Number nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Melanie. I will now ask Carrie M. to read the 12 traditions. Hi, my name is Carrie M. I'm a compulsive overeater from Boston. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, overeaters anonymous should remain forever non-professionals, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, overeaters anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you, Carrie M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 50, starting with the first paragraph and reading through 3, which ends, let's look at the record. Comments will be on all. I will now ask Terry A.H. to begin reading. Thank you, Julie. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Terry A.H. I'm a recovery compulsive overeater from Maine. Instead, we look at the human defects of these people and sometimes use the shortcomings as a basis of wholesale condemnation. We talk of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. We miss the reality and the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. We never gave the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. In our personal stories, you'll find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives that power which is greater than himself. Whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. Experience has taught us that these are the matters about which, for, for our purpose, we need not be worried. They are questions for each individual to settle for himself. On one proposition, however, these men and women are strikingly agreed. 
every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than themselves. This power has in each case accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. As a celebrated American statesman put it, let's look at the record. And there's so much in these uh, three paragraphs, so I'm just going to kind of touch a little bit on each one. Let me see my timer. And um, so I wanted to start out with talk of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. And when I get to this point in the book, you know, I really had to ask myself, you know, if I was, if I was so confident to judge the lives, activities, and beliefs of others, why was my own life in such a state of disorder? Um, you know, with my own prejudice towards um, spirituality and religion, it really, it did nothing for me, and it really only prevented me from really seeing the faith that was happening in other people's lives, you know, to live a, a happier and, and much more useful life. And with this, I get to set aside my ideas that have failed me um, over and over again, and it allows me to begin this path um, to a true happiness and usefulness for this power greater than myself. And then the second piece I want to touch on in our personal stories. So the personal stories, what I found, you know, is the purpose is in the back of the book, and it, it's really to help me find a concept to which um, gives me a way to make a contact and to, you know, have this have this uh, access to, to a power greater than myself. And I'm not looking at the differences. I'm looking at um, the way that um, I can... I can identify in instead of compare. And um, uh, so they give us all kinds of ways to look at that way of finding a concept that might work for me. And if, if it doesn't work for me, then I'm, I'm free to choose my own conception. And then the last piece that I want to share on is um, the last paragraph. It says, um, every one of them has access to and, and believes in a power greater than themselves. So I have to ask myself, do I believe I need to gain access to and in a power greater than myself. And what I found that, um, you know, I may have had the belief in the past, but have I ever had the access to this power? So um, this book gives me the purpose of getting access to this power by working working the 12 steps. And, and that's not the only place that, uh, you know, that they talked about that. They, you know, they talk about it on page 29. It says each individual in, their, in the personal story, it's described in his own language and from his own point of view, the way he established his relationship with God. These give a fair cross-section of our membership and a clear cut of idea of what actually has happened in their lives. So this is really where I get to share the hope. You know, I share the common problem, but now I get to uh, share the common solution. And I'm so grateful for the process. Thanks for letting me share, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Terry A.H. Who would like to share on the three paragraphs read on page 50? Press star one to unmute if you'd like to share. Charles D. This is Brittany Ann in Washington State. Charles D. And that was Ann. Uh, Brittany. Brittany. And your, we'll get your initials. Jackie D. Brittany with. Brittany, what's your uh, initial of your last name? M. M. And Anne, what is your initial of your last name? And Roz G. I'm looking for an Anne. She was the second person, I believe, but maybe I got the name wrong. Okay, we'll start with Charles D., and I believe somebody has Anne in their name. So Charles D., go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Charles D., uh, Covered compulsive overreader. 
Um, I'm very grateful to be able to share this morning. Um, I have been a very prejudiced and intolerant person for most of my life, and uh, specifically on on religion, because I had no no belief that um, there was a God, nor the, that um, anyone at the religious organizations that I um, had any experience with, I didn't believe they did. They did either. I was so uh, close to to um, to seeing or feeling God, um, and um, and, and um, that all these people that were so um, happy about having God in their lives, I didn't believe them. So that's that's pretty extreme intolerance. And fortunately, um, when I got into the twelve steps, and they told me that um, this is the time to really have um, God in my life, a real true spirituality, um, I was willing to begin. And with those first few prayers of, of reaching out to God to, to say that, are you there? Can you really be, can you really exist for me? Um, and my prayers were answered. And so I I received a, a experience of God for the first time with it with starting the, the twelve step program, and um, and a, a form of of that of that higher power was very unique, and it's still um, very precious to me. And with every every day of, of working the program, I I feel closer to my higher power, and my higher power is is a great, great um, help to my recovery. So I'm really glad that I was able to let go of that intolerance and prejudice that I had towards towards God and the people that experienced that. Thank you. Thank you, Charles D. And I believe the next person was Anne from Washington. I might have gotten that wrong. Uh, yes, good morning. This is Brittany M. in Washington State. Um, Great. Go ahead. Yes, I thank you. Um, I'm just grateful to a fellow yesterday who gave me the courage to speak on this line and um, just brought it to my attention that, you know, if I wait to arrive, uh, I may not ever, ever speak. So this morning, just what caught me um, with the paragraph was, you know, Disregarding the forest because of some of the ugliness of um, because of the ugliness of some of its trees, and it makes me think of uh, those little fortunes that I get on my tea. I got one the other day, and it said, "You know, the difference between a flower and a weed is a judgment." And for me, recognizing that all of us, I'm pretty sure it's universal. We all have judgments and opinions, but for the longest time, you know, I've believed my judgments. Or, um, or thought that they they said something about me, and um, yeah, I'm just grateful today for for this program and the set aside prayer and um, just set aside and allow me to have an open mind and a new experience with all of these things. And um, I'm also really grateful for for the sick man's prayer. And, and I've been saying it, you know, 
for myself as well, and hopefully um, to give myself a little little grace and uh, not be so hard on myself because who am I to judge? So um, thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Thank you, Brittany Ann. And Jackie B followed by Roz G. Jackie B, star one to unmute. Hi, I'm Jackie B. I didn't know you got me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Hi. Um, What I loved about this paragraph was the fact that um, I have it highlighted. Um, It says, we never gave the spiritual side of life a a fair hearing, whether we agree with a particular approach or concept seems to make little difference. And that is so true for me because um, I've said it before and I keep saying it, it doesn't matter what stages in life I've been through in this program, my high power has changed from all kinds of things. Today it's God. But it's, one time it was a, uh, a statue on the uh, FDR Drive. Um, no, I mean on the West Side Highway, people who know from New York. Um, just something greater than myself. Because you know what? I used to think that even though I kept saying, God, I need your help, I kept doing it myself. I kept trying to control. I tried to control mailing a letter. I had to put three stamps. I had to put three stamps. I had to put little tape around the stamps. I had to. Do, I had to micromanage life, always wondering how I'm going to manipulate somebody to do what I need them to do to make me feel comfortable and safe. Today, you know, how I feel comfortable and safe by turning it over, by saying, "God, I don't know." I don't have any control over anything, people, places, things, a universe. Just you handle it. You know, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. I asked somebody to go out and get me an iced tea. Okay, I said, just make sure there's nothing in it. Just get me an iced tea. Put a little bit of ice. The person comes back and I go, oh, my God, I forgot to tell them unsweetened. You know, and I said, should I take a zip, should I not? I said, God... I'll leave it in your hand. I take a zip. It's unsweetened. And I went to the person and said, thank you so much. Yeah, he said, I wasn't sure, but I got it. You know, that's that's a God moment. And like the same thing, too. I didn't know if somebody heard me say Jackie B or not. God moment. You know, this is me taking the, the initiative but leaving the results to the to the universe, not to Jackie B. So you know what? Wherever you are in your program, it doesn't matter. Just believe that let 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 the universe take the drive. You just take the action of doing your recovery one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Jackie B. And Roz G., you're next. Hi, this is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Los Angeles County. Thank everybody for your service. And uh, what I want to share is that uh, I was too too religious, and my intolerance came from my religious my religious beliefs and and not not having any respect or regard or consideration for anybody else's. 
So I remember um, I, I went to a dentist once who was of a particular religion that was not mine. And I called my friend to say of that of my same religion, who was a mentor to me in this religion. And I said, this dentist is this religion. Should I even go to him? And she was like, well, he's a dentist. He knows his profession. But, but what my point was, was that I was so, oh, I was so entrenched in, in that group, that church, that I could not even, like, oh, I was so intolerant of other religions, and it, it was wrong of me. But when it comes to, the, to recovery, 12 steps, it's just as it says, as one of the, I forget which part of the big book, it's where we're all in that boat. We're on the Titanic. It doesn't matter what if we're in steerage or if we're at the captain's table. We have a problem and we're sinking. And it doesn't matter what class we are uh, uh, affiliated with. We need to get the heck out of that boat, get into safety. And so it doesn't matter. In these programs, it doesn't matter. As it says here, uh, whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. So as compulsive overeaters, we want to get recovered. It doesn't matter what religion we are. It, it matters that we are here identifying with one another and that we need a power that is not human, I mean greater than human, uh, human uh, remedies. Uh, we need a power, a spiritual remedy. We need to live with an altruism and spirituality in order to recover. And I'm not that way anymore. Uh, I, I am very loving, tolerant, and accepting of all. And I've learned so much through sponsoring other people in other religions and through sharing, dialoguing, and fellowshipping with all kinds of people. It has just enhanced my life. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Roz G. Who would like to share on the first three paragraphs of page 50? Comments and all. Wendy M. Wendy M. Suzanne B. Suzanne B. Suzanne B. Terry H. Terry H. Terry H. Terry H. Terry K. Terry. Sherry KB. Jody EQ. Jody EQ. And there was somebody else in there. Penny LC. Penny, Elsie. Okay, let's do that right now. So Wendy M. followed by Suzanne B. Yes, good morning. It's Wendy M. Recovered in Colorado. So grateful to be on the line this morning. And thank you all for your service. Um, so, of course, um, I talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. One of my favorite lines, because I can identify in immediately and then the piece that really struck me is we were diverted by the ugliness. And I had no idea how attached I was to negativity I, until, I, until, frankly, the last 12 months with vision. Um, I didn't know that. Um, I focused on the ugliness. I was attracted to the negative. I was attached to the negative. Like my entire thinking was negative. Um, for example, I'm going to Chicago next week, and it's going to be a group of people that are not like me. Um, and so the first thing I have to do is put them down. 
you know, just put them down, just the wholesale putting them down because they're not me. You know, it's like a child who can't understand something and has to kind of uh, reject it in order for her world to be safe again, you know. Um, and thank God this program says, Wendy, you're attached to the negative, you know. And, you know, what a beautiful program to to show me my mind, to show me how I'm thinking about things and to undo my thinking. Thank you, God. What freedom I get from that. And, um, you know, I can, instead of judging these people, boy, what are they thinking about? How is it like to be them? And how can I be of service to these people? How can I lend an ear next week? How can I show up and be of service to another human being rather than they're different than me and I'm going to trash them. It makes no sense. The other word that popped out is the word experience. Experience has taught us. So it's not somebody just telling me necessarily their story or what they believe. Experience, my experience of having an entire psychic change when I became entirely abstinent 11 and a half months ago, um, my experience is that I became God conscious. My experience is that I had a total rearrangement, a personality change. Um, and it's a program of action, not a program of thinking, thank God. Um, and so it's been my experience and the experience of other people. So this, there is a solution because there is an experience, there is a change. Um, and I also love that somebody brought up the word access not just believing in a power greater, but access to a power greater that unblocks me every day. And again, it's a program of action. When I picked up the phone last night and talked to a beautiful angel on the other line, I had access to a higher power instantly. All I had to do was pick up that phone. It's such a simple request from God. Just pick up the phone. You will have complete access to your higher power. And it is a miracle. And so with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy M. Suzanne B., followed by Terry H. Hi, this is Suzanne B. in California. And there are two things. Hi, go. I can't, I did, I'm not sure if you called on me or not. I just unmuted. I knew yes, I go there. ahead. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Julie. And thank you, Terry, and everyone else who shared. So there are two things in the first paragraph that stand out for me. One is uh, we never gave the spiritual side of fair hearing. I didn't um, know how to have a spiritual framework. I didn't know how to find that um, in my life. I had bits and pieces of spirituality, but those bits and pieces never were able to keep me abstinent or help me look at the things that I needed um, to, to look at. And the steps, um, as laid out in the big book, are what gave me that spiritual foundation that's very solid today. And so I, I can access God today in a way that, with the bits and pieces, I was never ever able to do that. And then when we look at tolerance, which is also in the paragraph, um, for me, what the program's done, especially steps four and step seven, is when I'm doing inventory, 
I begin to see my intolerance in step five when I'm giving my fifth step away, I really get somebody to help show me how objectionable my intolerance is. And with that, I can't change that intolerance. I have no power to do that. So I go to step seven, go to step six, six and seven, and ask my higher power in my higher power's time to remove that. And that's the beauty for me of working the tools of the program with these issues and these concepts that are difficult for me, that I've always beat my head against the wall with. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne B. Terry H., followed by Sherry K.B. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H., a recovered compulsive eater in the state of North Carolina. Um, it's a beautiful day in North Carolina. I'm very grateful um, to my higher power for that. Um, every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than themselves. Um, for me, I was and can be at times intolerant of human defects. Um, I could not. It was very challenging for me to see the beauty um, while I was in my disease in anything. Um, Fear and shame were huge blocks. And as I, you know, worked, um, put down my uh, binge foods and my eating disorder behaviors um, and worked those steps, you know, I, was cl I cleared blocks between my higher power and I. You know, I came to believe um, that my higher power could restore me to sanity. And working through that, working through those steps, and having a spiritual experience as a result, um, you know, I, some sanity did um, happen. <laughs> there was some clarity. I could see the beauty. I began to see the beauty in things, you know. And I had a set of tools to work on that intolerance that I had in in human defects of other people. Um, you know, just an example yesterday, um, you know, I was being selfish and I was impatient and I was becoming intolerant of a situation. And, you know, immediately, um, you know, just a few minutes passed and I was able to see clearly, you know, what was going on for me and able to make amends in that situation. And, you know, I'm really grateful for that. Um, this power has, in each case, accomplished the miraculous. You know, for me, um, having a spiritual experience, I gained access to my higher power, God Goddess. And, you know, God has accomplished the miraculous, the miracle in me, that no human power could. No human power could. Only God could. And today, each day, I take action to foster that connection with my higher power. You know, I, I seek my higher power's vision for the day. And, you know, with that, as things come up in the day, the challenges, the resentments, the intolerance, you know, I work my program, most definitely. I'm not perfect. I'm human. I'm not perfect. And, but I do have the tools, the tools of recovery, and I'm grateful for that. And, with, and you know, I'm walking that path with my higher power, and I definitely am enjoying life and happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I pass. 
Thank you, Terry H. Sherry KB, followed by J- uh, Jody EQ. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovery Compulsive Reader. Thanks for your service, Julie, and everyone on the line. Um, every time I've read this part that it says that we miss the reality and the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees, we never gave the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. Um, gosh, that, you know, it kind of brings tears to my eyes because it reminds me of my own prejudices that I've gone through for years, kicking and, and screaming around trying to do this work, and that I wasn't, you know, willing to believe in a power greater than myself that could help me. And um, so all I could see was the, you know, the judgments and the prejudices that I had, and I think that's, to me, it's what it's talking about. And, you know, that's an ugly place to be in of uh, blame and shame and, um you know, remorse and guilt and all of that mixed in with, you know, my disease. And that's exactly where my disease wanted me to be. Um, and that <clears throat> here when it says our purpose, we need not be worried that that um, we get to question, you know, our own concept of God. We get to decide for our own self. We're not asking you. We're not telling you how to do it. We're just telling you get one. And this is what's going to make the difference because we will see the beauty of the forest um, once we start with this work. And um, also where it says here that um, that we've each accomplished the miraculous. You know, miraculous, there's a difference. I've been told that miraculous and miracle is different. Miraculous means that you work for something and it, and it happens. So to me it's telling me, you know, that I will accomplish the miraculous if I go through the steps with a power greater than myself because then I'll get unblocked and I'll have uh, amazing experiences and I will have the beauty of the forest um, and that, you know, Everything else that I've exhausted, humanly impossible. I can't rely on someone else getting me recovered. I have to rely on God and these steps, and that's what's going to get me recovered because nothing else has gotten me recovered but doing this work. And it also reminded me that um, it says to look at the record. You know, I look at my own record and how I've tried to do it myself. My self-will has gotten me in so much trouble, and I really believe my self-will is the voice of my disease. And, you know, I also know that I've looked through this book. I've had my own prejudices about this book because I I looked at the book, I read it, but I didn't study it. And that's the difference today is that I'm working with others, staying in this book and studying it, and I get so much out of it. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Sherry KB. Jody EQ followed by Petty Elsie. Thank you. This is Jody EQ, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in California. So this part, this book is so wonderful and I love this section because I too, especially in my deep, my disease, was so insecure. My self-esteem was so low for a very long time that I would try to find fault with others in a vain attempt to feel a little bit better about myself. I did that with religious people, political people, any kind of people, to try to feel a little bit better about myself. Of course, it had the exact opposite result. I felt more and more bad about myself. So connecting finally to a higher power through abstinence and the working of the 12 steps and connecting with this fellowship 
I know that I'm one among many. I'm no better nor worse than anybody else. I'm a child of God. I am enough. And when I realized that I was okay having done my inventory and seeing myself as I am, I didn't have to find fault with others so much. I still have to work at it. I still can be intolerant at times. Not so much of religious people, but political figures, perhaps. And this is helping me, this discussion today is helping me in that. Because I don't want to be intolerant of anybody. I want to be open-minded. I want to try to see the good in people rather than the bad. I don't want to assume that they don't know what they're talking about. Because it causes me a lot of distress when I am that way. If my mind is shut to how people think and what they do, it, I get stressed out when I see them acting in the way they act. And I, it's not helping anything. So I want to have an open mind. I want to be tolerant, patient, kind, and loving. And I can ask God for help with that. And as far as the record goes, let's look at the record. Yeah, I tried to recover from this disease on my own, and I certainly wasn't able to. And I see God working in me, and I see him working in you. And that makes my faith grow. So thank you all for being here and sharing yourselves with me that my faith may grow. Pass. Thank you very much, Jody Q. And Penny Elsie, you're next. Good morning, Julie, and good morning to everyone on the line. This is Penny Elsie, a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from the state of Washington. And when I reflect on this paragraph and this chapter in general, I think about how I had that that wonderful childhood belief of of a God, a power greater than myself. I remember just having that within me naturally and yet knowing that it dissipated over the years with all the influences around me. Um, and, And yet when I look at step two, it gives me the opportunity to reevaluate and decide about coming to believe what I believe and having that freedom to make it my own. And, you know, it's so easy to become skeptical or doubting um, about a power greater than myself if I stop and think about the times I've, I've tried to rely on a, a, a God and, and it didn't work. Well, according to me or according to who, because, you know, what was my approach? What was my belief? What was my... Uh, motive, you know, all of those things have to come into play. But um, what I learned the most uh, to be able to help me find my own concept was to set aside prayer and being able to set aside everything I think I knew about a higher power, about my concept of that higher power and how we were going to have a relationship and interact and, and just be open 
then I was able to discover that I could have my own concept and it was greater and broader than a concept I had ever had before. It allowed me to have, to come to believe and have that hope and that faith that followed, that hope that I could rely and trust on this higher power always and that I would have the guidance and the love, compassion and the care there for me to know what it was each moment of my day that that higher power intends for me to live my life to its fullest. And that's in recovery and that's of being service. And I just so appreciate being able to have a new concept. And we all have that opportunity in this program. That's what's so amazing. We all get to come to believe in that power that works for us. And I truly can understand today that if we were to all be able to visualize our higher power, it's a good possibility that none of them would look the same. Because we all have our own concept and that's and that's okay. That's the freedom it's given to me today and I cherish it and I cherish my relationship with my higher power thanks to finding it through the 12 steps and with that I'll pass thank you thank you Penny Elsie we have time for one more share who would like to share Judy B from Massachusetts go ahead Judy B this is Joy SG I would like to share Um, we're going to have a Judy B first, and if we have maybe a minute after, I don't know, but I think Judy B will be our last year. Go ahead. Okay, this is Judy B from Massachusetts. I'm. Uh, I thank you so much for your service, Julie, and for everyone on the line. These paragraphs are so meaningful to me because they just they show me that there's room in OA for everyone, for everyone's conception of a higher power. When it says. Um, that there's such a wide variation in the, in the way each of us approaches and conceives of the power which is greater than himself. Whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. And that, that is so true. Um, our higher power in this 12-step program is so personal to each one of us, so unique. And the only only requirement that, that we have is that it not be ourselves and that it be something um, that is greater than ourselves. And uh, there's just room for, for people with all sorts of higher powers because we just absolutely see the miracles that come to everyone. You know, I have a strong conviction with... <coughs> conviction with uh, the God of my understanding, and yet (laughs) I see miraculous results uh, come from others. Uh, Having been in program a long time, I just see, I see miracles everywhere, and it just, it's a program where um, God will reveal himself, (laughs) excuse me, God reveals himself to each individual in his own way. Excuse me, and with his own timing, and this understanding of this God grows uh, more and more as we um, come closer to understanding Him and letting Him lead us. 
I'm just so grateful for this program, so grateful for it. And, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe at, at the, <laughs> at the uniqueness of um, each individual and how this program appeals to so many, so different. There's room for all of God's unique children, and uh, and this is a way of life, and I'm I'm so grateful for it. I thank you very much, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Judy B. And who was after Judy B. that was going to share? Joyous G. Joyous G. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I just want to say um, I was in the food very recently, um, and I started listening to different uh, lines with different speakers, and I heard someone that profoundly affected me, um, and I realized from listening to her that um, God didn't leave me, but I left God. And I'm so grateful that I realized that, and now I put down the food, and um, I'm really grateful that I got in touch with OA again, and now I'm starting to be a part of again. And it's it's uh, I'm very grateful for this line. I'm very grateful to be here, and I appreciate everyone's service. And thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, uh, Joyous G. And uh, we have time for maybe two more shares. Rita S. Reva S. And Rita. Rita. Oh, Rita. Rita. Yeah. Is there one other person? Penny H. Penny H. Okay, we'll stop there. Uh, Rita S., go ahead. Hi, this is Rita S. And my sponsor has asked me to share, so here I am. Uh I am coming out of recovery for the grace of God. And when I got into this program, um, I was I was religious. I went to every church known to mankind. If I could wake up then, I would jump over pews, roll in aisles, go to the synagogue, go to the Catholic church. didn't matter where I went. I just wanted a God that would do it my way and a God that I can direct and a God that was going to let me get thin and I would, you know, be very happy. But I realized I never, when I started and read We Agnostics, that I had no God, really. I I was just looking for false things. Uh, I didn't have a relationship like I do now that I can sit in the morning and actually talk one-on-one with this higher power. I'm so grateful to God now that this program has helped me find a God of my understanding instead of looking for one that was going to let me still run the show. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful to all of you out there. And I'm grateful to God right now that I could even talk on this phone. And I thank you all for being there. Thank you. Thank you, Rita. And Jenny H., you're next. Was it Jenny H. or Penny H.? Okay. Who else would like? We have time for one more share. Joanne B. Can be heard. Hello, this is uh, Jenny. Yeah. Jenny, go ahead, Jenny. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for your service. And I've been traveling and haven't been able to do a meeting, so I really appreciate being able to share. And um, just on the topic of higher power, I am having different names for it. I've really wrestled with what 
my senses and I've been using um, just kind of infinite balance, which is something really viscerally I can hold on to and feel in my body when I pray. And um, just within the last month, really getting down on my knees and praying every morning um, has been so helpful. Um, And right now I'm working my step four and really wrestling with some of their resentments and feeling like, you know, I can say, I have tolerance and empathy and patience with this person, but still feeling myself holding on to that resentment. And I just had this realization yesterday that like, oh, I need to pray about this. I need to pray for the willingness to let go of this resentment every day. Um, And I don't know if that'll work, but I know that I can try that. So yeah, just lots of gratitude for this program and for everybody who's here and so much learning that I'm doing and being able to help restore my balance. So thank you. Thank you, Jenny H. H. Um, we have time for maybe a two-minute share. Who would like to do that? Joanne B. Joanne B., go ahead. I just wanted to say that, um, first of all, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this group. and. Uh, um, one of the things I've noticed with myself is as I'm, I'm, as I'm coming close, you know, going through the program, and I'm still very young in the program, I started noticing that I start noticing other people who are sick, and I'm, uh, this tolerance and intolerance paragraph, we talked of the intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves, it just kind of made me realize I don't want to become intolerant just you know, to forget where I came from. And uh, anyway, this whole, um, I do have a higher power and and I'm very grateful for him. But it's amazing how he grows me using different different modes, but especially this this time using um, OA and the big book. And uh, I'm just so grateful. I want to thank you all for your service, my past. Thank you, Joanne B. It is now time to close our meeting. I'd like to thank everyone who shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Kathy Jopi please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be subjective only. Hello, this is Kathy Jo, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Minneapolis. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you have not got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.